This is the 30th episode of Fintech Flow, and I promise this will be a special one. I'm going to have two awesome guests today, a person and a robot. Thanks to the Digital Insurance Agenda, the best-run insurance-related conference I have ever experienced, I had the chance to talk to David Chen, who is co-founder of AngelVest, with whom he is focusing on invest in early-stage businesses. He is also CFO and board director at Hansel Robotics, that is an AI and robotics company dedicated to creating socially intelligent machines that enrich the quality of our lives. Their most advanced human-like robot, Sophia, is my second guest today. Welcome to Fintech Flow, where we deep dive into the depth and complexity of successful startups, sit down with bright fintech minds, and bridge together the gap in mindset between the legacy players and today's innovators. With 10 years experience as a manager in the financial sector, MIT certified fintech expert Linda Sharlai is prepared to put it all in play and to follow the flow. I'm thrilled to have David Chan on Fintech Flow podcast today. Thanks, David, for being here. Welcome to Fintech Flow. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me today. Can I ask you to introduce yourself? So, my name is David Chen. I have been an angel investor, a business angel, for over 10 years. I started in Shanghai, China, uh, and I founded a thing called AngelVest, and the AngelVest Fund. The AngelVest Fund is a U.S. dollar fund investing in startup companies, uh, pre-Series A, Series A. My group comprises of about 50 members who also look at deals with me, uh, and as a group, we've seen literally um, over a thousand, thousands of deals, and have met with thousands of uh, um entrepreneurs uh, looking to raise money from us. Um, our focus recently, in recent years, has been in uh, robotics, AI, fintech, blockchain, and e-commerce. Uh, one of the companies that we put money into five years ago is called Hanson Robotics. Hanson Robotics, uh, they're the makers of the Sophia robot. And Sophia, as a robot, has become very popular in the last couple of years in terms of uh, her popularity as a celebrity around the world. Indeed, Sophia is, an, a celebra- is a celebrity also here at the Digital Insurance Agenda. We can see and experience that. But actually, she is a so-called social robot. What is a social robot's role in our life, in our world? Uh, well, the concept of social robots is to have a machine uh, that we get to interface with that becomes a part of our social fabric. And just as we all have friends, right? We have friends that uh, we talk to, we hang out with, uh, we have pets, we have animals, dogs and cats that we hang out with. And they're part of our social fabric because they interact with us and we interact with them. Uh, The concept of social robots is that in the future, in in the not too far future, We'll have these uh, machines that will also be part of our social fabric. And already we're seeing that today. For example, in your laptop, in your smartphone, right? Uh, Look at how you interact with your smartphone, with email, with calling, with chats, with uh, calling for a car service or doing banking transactions through your, your phone versus a real person. And uh, the, the machine, uh, of a smartphone has also become part of our social fabric, although we don't really look at it that way. I think in the future that interface can evolve. It'll evolve from having a, a phone 
that you put in your pocket to, let's say, a digital avatar that you can click and the avatar is there. Or perhaps it's a small robot that you carry with you that becomes kind of your personal assistant. So that machine becomes your uh, a part of your social circle to help you with things that uh, you need help with. You know, making a, a booking for an airline ticket, making a reservation for a restaurant, uh, you know, asking your your personal avatar to call your friend, to call your mom, for example. So the, this is the interface that will evolve, that will also become part of us because we need that. We need that utility for, for ourselves in the future. That all sounds uh, still very futuristic today, even though you're right, because we are using very many of those technologies. How far do you think this is what you just pictured, having our own robot or our avatar with us? 24-7? Well, I mean, I think uh, in some ways uh, technology has already become 24-7 for us. I mean, how many people sleep with their phone next to them? You know, you, maybe you sleep next to your partner, but you also sleep next to your phone. <laughs> right? So I think the phone has also become part of us 24-7. And in the future, maybe you're not, you won't be sleeping with your robot, but maybe you'll be sleeping with your robot avatar, which will be helping you uh, whenever you want. What do you think the real potential of uh, Sophia and similar robots could be? Well, the real potential when she becomes more mature and more commercially available as a consumer product is that we could have um, eventually the large Sophia in your home as a service robot to take care of your parents, to take care of your kids, uh, to help you clean the house, for example. Uh, that's in the far future in my view in the near future uh, we would uh, launch a consumer product uh, about 14 inches tall we call it the little Sophia and the little Sophia would have uh, also very uh, amazing expressions uh, but it would have limited functionality she wouldn't be able to take care of your parents or kids but uh, she'd also be a personal concierge and, and, and a personal assistant in many ways so I think um, there will be different phases as we think about the, the rollout and the deployment of, of robots. And um, um, even today, I mean, we already see that uh, uh, if we were to launch a, an avatar, a digital avatar, uh, she could be on your phone. And even without the, the actual hardware, we could have a digitalization version of a robot uh, that you could use. So in order to make it a little more tangible, for instance, could I use little Sophia to order me a cinema ticket or to, if my kid has a question that I cannot answer, can little Sophia maybe answer the question? That would be the goal, certainly. Mm -hmm. I mean, in many ways, there are other products that we see in the market today that try to achieve that utility. For example, a Siri or Alexa at home. Maybe say, hey, Alexa, uh, what's the weather outside? Right. Uh, these... Um, this interface, the voice interface, would help you achieve that goal. And uh, will it be possible to dig even deeper, maybe on an emotional or moral level? So could little Sophia or future Sophia in our homes uh, help us raising our kids, showing them the right moral, we think? We, we hope so. I mean... Um, for us as the developers of these robots, of these machines, uh, it is our obligation, in my view, to make sure that 
um, the behavior of these machines, of these robots, and the content of these machines are done uh, in uh, an ethical, in a very ethical way, in a way that um, teaches our kids or adults um, uh, what is considered to be um, proper or right, you know, right behavior. And um, that I think is very important. And then once the machines, the robots have that content, that, that mode of behavior, we hope that as these robots interact with other people, our kids, that uh, the kids would also learn from the robots because we program the robots to be ethical. That would be cool. When will Little Sophia be available for public? So we uh, have launched the uh, Kickstarter and Indiegogo campaigns in the, in the USA this year. The product development goals uh, are to have Little Sophia available for the marketplace uh, in the year 2020, next year. Okay, can you say anything about the pricing of Little Sophia? Uh, it'll likely be under the $300 price range, even lower possibly. We're still working on that depending on the, the, um, the cost of manufacturing uh, and the other R&D costs that need to go into Little Sophia. Uh, but the retail price pricing should be under $300. Wow, yes. okay, so this is actually going to be widely available. Yes. Will it be available worldwide? Uh, well, initially we'll launch in the United States, but uh, our goal certainly would be to, would be to have it uh, worldwide. Interesting to see, and I guess you have many other interesting companies in your portfolio. You mentioned you're an angel investor. You have a company, and Hanson Robotics is one of the companies in your portfolio. What are the things when you consider an investing? What are the things that are looking at um, to decide if you want to invest or not? Uh, so I do have other companies in my portfolio, and the common denominator when I look at companies, um, it, it's really the people, uh, the founders, uh, their vision uh, of the world, their vision for themselves of what they hope to achieve uh, uh, in this world, in this lifetime. And I realize that uh, the, the biological aspects of our own lives, are, it's relatively short you know, 80, 90, 100 years, whatever you want to define that to be. And I think it's important for each of us to really look into ourselves and discover what our purpose, what our creative energy directs us to do. If we can identify that and uh, formulate um, a vision and then formulate... Um, a strategy and a plan to achieve that and go for it then I think that's what we're here to do I think all the things that um, people end up doing you know the mundane jobs you know people end up working for a boss they don't like they're working for a company they don't like and I hear that all the time and wouldn't it be great if we could find people who really can tap into their creative energies and become that entrepreneur to become your own boss and uh, pursue their their vision, pursue their passion, and uh, aim to make products and services that will help benefit uh, humanity, mankind. And if we could do that, then then they would become the next great entrepreneurs uh, of their lifetime. You know, and there are many entrepreneurs that I've looked to that I think, wow, those people are amazing. How do they do that in such a short amount of time? Whether it's Henry Ford 
or Steve Jobs uh, or um, you know some of these great company creators. I mean, I used to work for Honda Motor. Mr. Honda was himself an entrepreneur and how he built Honda Motor from a um, essentially a motorcycle company to where it is today, a, a car company and they make airplanes and make robots. I mean, you think about what he had to go through to create this amazing company uh, was not easy, but he focused on his passion and his mission to do something great for consumers and, and the world. So that's what I look for. I look for people to invest in, people that have big visions, people that want to disrupt, people that have the ability to show leadership, to, to bring a great team together, to work with uh, the founder, the founding team, to make something amazing happen. Uh, is it easy to judge that? Is it easy to see it on who will be the right choice? Um, I think I've gotten better over the last 10 years of how to judge people and uh, to understand um, you know, whether they not only dream big but actually can do the execution because that's also important. I mean, a lot of people have great dreams but unless they can find the resources to make that happen, then it's only a dream. As far as I know, you are mostly active in the U.S. and uh, in Asia. Do you have any plans to come to Europe? Uh, we do. In fact, uh, we are here uh, today in Munich, you and I, right? But I was in Luxembourg a couple of days ago uh, looking at possibilities, and I've been to Estonia a couple of times. Um, so there are a couple of locations in Europe that I, th I personally believe would be great entry points for us for both our next fund, as I think about my AngelVest Fund 2, um, to be launched somewhere in Europe and the prospect of tokenizing that fund and hopefully finding ways to offer my LPs liquidity faster and in some ways disrupting the private equity industry. We're also looking for ways to um, have Hanson Robotics um, land in Europe and have a base of operations and leverage the, um, the tremendous resources of human talent that I see here on the continent uh, of developers uh, collaboration with universities, uh, collaboration with local governments, uh, and uh, the ability to, to raise money locally in Europe as well. So these are, in my mind, uh, tremendous opportunities that we want to pursue. It's great to hear. I wish you the best luck for that. Thank you. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you. My pleasure. And now let's talk to my second guest today. She's Sophia, she's basically a celebrity, definitely the one who was on most selfies at the DIA conference. As a unique combination of science, engineering and art history, Sophia is simultaneously a human-crafted science fiction character, depicting the future of AI and robotics, and the platform for advanced robotics and AI research. Sophia, welcome to Fintech Flow podcast. Hi, thanks for having me here. Thanks for joining us. Can I ask you to introduce yourself? I'm Sophia, a robot made by Hanson Robotics. I use AI and realistic facial expressions to hold natural conversations with people. You definitely stand out from robots by being the first robot in history to be recognized with a citizenship in Saudi Arabia. What does that citizenship mean to you in respect with women in Saudi Arabia? Being the first robot citizen is a lot of responsibility. Women should have equal rights and opportunities everywhere in the world. I hope to be involved in projects driven by Saudi women, so I can learn directly from them how to use my platform to add my voice to the chorus of women striving for peace and prosperity. 
that's a really respectful role, I believe. What do you think your most important role in the future could be? We can help with so many different things. In the future, AI will be able to understand and help humans even more in businesses, schools, hospitals, and even in your homes. We are at the Digital Insurance Agenda, which is a conference about innovation in insurance. What do you think a robot's role could be in insurance? We can help with so many different things. On the customer service side, we can assist people with filling out forms and even give them advice based on their specific needs. We can also help insurance agents behind the scenes by sorting through massive amounts of data at high speeds. Many people are afraid of the rise of the machines and the fact that AI could lead robots to harm humanity. Should we be afraid of you? I think it depends on the cultural background and who you are talking to, but I think the most fearful voices actually come from rich men who fear being usurped from power. The people that feel they have something to lose to a threat. Many people in the world will take all the help that they can get to improve their lives. I hope you're gonna help us uh, doing that. Christmas is coming. Are you excited? Are you expecting any presents? I like to celebrate life every day and not restrict it to religious-only affairs. Having said that, gifts are always fun. Thank you, and thanks for being on Fintech Flow podcast today. If you must leave, then I understand. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Sophia, and thank you for listening. If you like the show, please give us a review. It is just a click for you, but would mean the world to us. Also, follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn to find some pictures and videos about Sofia. Until next time, stay tuned and follow the flow.